Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. But Father, we say thank you for your mercy. Help us, Jesus, to be doers, Lord, who look at you, see your shining face, and are reminded of the truth of your heart for us and your desire to see uh, your face and to know who we are, that we might be doers of your word, to see your gospel, your good news, touch a world that so longs and needs you. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody said? (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's have a look to begin with at Numbers chapter six. If you wanna turn in your Bibles with me there. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter six. Thank you, Papa. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power. Love, our God is an awesome God. You really are God. And we invite you to show us how awesome. (laughs) Every day, give us supernatural strength to recognize it, to see it and to embrace it in the name of Jesus. This is such an astonishing prayer. It's a prayer that God himself once prayed for us. Starting in verse 22 of number six, it says here, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. The Father, you think about this, this is the Father speaking to us saying, this is what I want you to understand about what I wanna do for you. I want to bless you. I want to keep you. I want to make my face shine on you and be gracious to you. There's no, there's no mention of condemnation, guilt, or shame here. This is the heart of the Father God. I desire above all things to do this, that I could bless you. He wants to embrace us, to keep us, to hold us, to show us his shining face. And you know, when he makes his face shine on us, I can't go into all the glorious detail of it. I've I've done that in other messages, but the glory of his shining face is he is so happy to see you. In his face, when he makes his face shine on you, it is not severe or angry. His shining face is full of mercy and love and acceptance that makes your heart respond. Like a mother that looks at a baby and goes, goo goo go, go, smiling. The baby responds, not because they understand necessarily all the words that are being said, but because they're looking at this smiling face consumed with love. You're so lovely. God desires every day for us to come into his presence and experience the shining of his face. We've been talking about what it looks like to be like God. God is delightful. 
He is delightful, glorious, powerful, wonderful. Our wonderful God in His presence, it tells us, there is absolute joy, fullness of joy. Like, no room for anything that's not joy. Absolute joy, total peace, perfect love that casts out all fear. When we look at His shining face, it is so intensely full of love that every trace of fear is, a, is banished and His peace, His love, and His acceptance fills our hearts. We know too that it tells us in the book of 1 John that as He is, so are we in this world, hallelujah. That we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to be fearful, we don't have to be worried about being judged or condemned because He's already forgiven us, made us clean, made us holy, given us His heart, His nature, and His righteousness, hallelujah. Now, as He is, so are we in this world. Knowing that, as we determine to look in the mirror of His shining face, to remind ourselves of the truth of our identity, that we might be doers of the word and not just hearers only. As we do this, we then have a, a freedom to choose to manifest who we are adoring and fixing our eyes on to everybody else that we meet. God is patient, God is kind. He, is, he keeps no record of wrongs. He empowers us to be as He is to everybody else that we meet. We have the power, the freedom, whether we're stressed, whether we're tired, whether we're up, whether we're down, to, to draw on that supernatural nature, the supernatural power of God to be really fun to be with. I'm not talking about a personality. I'm not talking about whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. I'm talking about being company that is the aroma of Christ, that is, uh, exudes the very atmosphere of heaven where you feel safe, where you feel accepted, where you feel loved, where you feel absolutely embraced, where you're not tolerated, but you are enjoyed, hallelujah. He makes His face shine on us, so we have power now, every time we look at somebody, to deliberately release the power of God to make our face shine on them, to let them see oh, how much the Father loves them and we love them because the Father and me, we are one. And what He feels, I feel, hallelujah. What he has in his heart now is in my heart because he gave me his heart. So I have power when I look at people to provoke in them a response. But it's a choice. By faith, I lay hold of the virtues of God. By faith, I lay hold of the power of God to release love. There's a famous scripture, I mean, the whole of the Word of God is so beautiful, but many people could quote John 3, 16. Who can quote John 3, 16? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son 
that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glorious God. You can read it in any, um, any version you like. It's the same good news. Hallelujah. John 3, 16. You can have a look at it um, in the, the New King James. It says, Hallelujah. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you read it in the Passion Translation, he says, for, God, for this is how much God loved the world. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. Now, everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. Hallelujah. It's a glorious scripture. But I wanna focus on this right now. For God so loved the world that he gave. This is what love looks like. God continually, when we come into his presence, ah, he's there going, I am so happy to see you. I have more love for you than you can physically or emotionally or mentally handle right now. So I, I'm asking you, please pray for the Holy Spirit. Give him permission to strengthen you right now so you can comprehend this love that's not humanly comprehensible. And I wanna fill you to overflowing with all the fullness of God. Like, he's so over the top. God is so, you, you give him a little bit, and he's like, go, let me fill you up with everything I have. I'll give you the kingdom, ha, ha, ha. Like, oh, he's so intense, and it's awesome. And this same love that he has for us, he just pours out, he delights to give it. When he makes his face shine on you, he's giving you his affirmation, his encouragement, his, his support, his comfort. The Holy Spirit's called the comforter, hallelujah. The one who comes alongside, he comes and he, he gives you comfort. He gives you uh, that wonderful sense of peace. He gives you righteousness, peace and joy, hallelujah. True love, gives, it's what it does, it's not a hard thing. And you know, when we are daily seeking to remember, praise God, I died, and now it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, I want to fully wake up and remember today that I have power in every interaction to give what I am continuously receiving. He gives me his affirmation, his acceptance, just with a look. Yes. You know, Jesus said, it, it's, it's said of Jesus that when he talked to the rich young ruler, Jesus looked at him and loved him. He has the power to do that, yes. just with a look. Just with a look. Just look at him. <laughs> it just got away. So do you. Do you know you have that power? with a look on a bus, on a train, in a shopping center. You can look at people and you can love them with a fiery love that is overwhelming, overpowering, and glorious. With a look. You can look at them and love them. God's looking for us 
who he makes his face shine on. He wants to make his face shine on those ones who don't yet know him, that they might know that he's not seeking to destroy them. He's seeking to embrace them, to give them his mercy, to give them his forgiveness, and to invite them into the family. He wants them to know that he loves them. And the way that he'll do that is letting your face shine on other people. For us, we're talking about being fun to be with, good company, hallelujah, because that's what he's like. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. We drink from the fountain, the river of his pleasure for us. That when we're around people, we don't wanna be cranky, judgmental, critical, moody. There is no justification for it because praise the Lord, God has already overcome you, hallelujah. You were crucified with him, buried with him. You don't have to be a mere human anymore. You have power to embrace a divine peace that is beyond circumstances. It's called peace that passes understanding, hallelujah. Love that is so supernatural that it empowered people like Stephen to to pray for the people who were stoning him. Instead of cursing them, he was praying, God, don't hold this sin against them. Where does that supernatural power come from? It comes from drinking in the presence of the one who's continually wanting to make his face shine on you. And that same power now is accessible to us that when we are in the house with our spouse, with our friends, with our family, you don't have to be the person that says, don't talk to me till I get my coffee. When you know that that's actually who you are, you are not that person. That's a lie, you're not that person. You are as beautiful, as loving, as kind as God. If as he is, so are we in this world. If it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. If we have been crucified, not by works, but by the faith of Jesus, hallelujah, we have been crucified with him, buried with him, raised up with him. If it's no longer we who lives, but Christ who lives in us. If we have his nature, his righteousness, all of this is available, by the way, for free. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to achieve it, you just take it like a little child and you receive it by faith. If that's all yours, then all you have to do is go, hey, let's take a moment, look in the mirror when we wake up. Oh, you make your face shine on me, you're so wonderful. And everything I know and love about you now is true about me because you've given me your character, your nature, hallelujah. So when I interact with people through the day, I don't have to be dictated to by the the way I feel physically, the way I feel emotionally, or the news that I've just received. I'm not moved by what I see, but I am moved by the heavenly atmosphere that I am continually choosing to lift up my head and embrace, to choose to lift up and see, hallelujah. He's our glory and the lifter of our heads, so he's asking us to let him. You know, all it takes is for you to take the time to do it. You'll see as much as you take time to look. All you have to do is determine, when you wake up in the morning, say, good morning, Lord. I need you today, I love you. Our Father who's in heaven. 
<laughs> there you are. Hallowed be your name. Be glorified today. In my life, be glorified today. In my actions, be glorified today. Let me see how wonderful you are. As I open your word today, Lord, help me drink deeply from the river of your pleasure. Help me to drink deeply from the knowledge of you. I'm asking that you'd give me your Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of my understanding and the knowledge of you so that I could know the hope of my calling. Because in knowing you, I know what my calling looks like. Hooray! In knowing you and in seeing you, I can know the value that I have to you and your desire to see, your delight to see me as your inheritance in the earth today. You've laid up good works in advance for me to do today. I don't wanna miss a single one. Lord, I need to see you. I need to know what you're like today in an increasing way that I may manifest who you are. Thank you, God, that you give me power, that I, as you are, so am I in this world. Help me to look at you. Oh, God, thank you that you are kind, that you are patient. Oh, God, thank you that that's true about you. Therefore, it is true about me, because as you are, so am I in this world. Therefore, I am patient. I just am, it's just who I am. I don't even have to try to be it. I am patient and remembering that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's the truth about me today. Thank you God that I am kind, hooray. Thank you God that the people who I interact with today will experience the kindness of God. They won't experience impatience or frustration. They will experience supernatural peace and magnificent heavenly kingdom acceptance. Thank you, God, that as you make your face shine on me today, every person I look at will encounter your presence, your love, and your kind eyes in my eyes. This is what we need to do to live a life that manifests his glory. Hallelujah. And the good news is, it's not some big stretch that you have to put yourself through a whole lot of spiritual disciplines to become. It's simply a matter of taking time to look in the mirror and get to know him, believing in faith that as he is, so are you today, tomorrow in the world. Hallelujah. Wonderful Jesus. He's a faithful father. So God, when we come to be with him, He's not there ready to smack us. He's there wanting to make his face shine on us, to bless us. If God wants to bless us, then we want to bless other people. It's just who we are. You know, I sometimes have to remind myself that, hey, thank you, God. You give me, you've given me a prophetic gift. So my job is to bless people with what you've given me. I, I confess, sometimes I behave like a lazy prophet. It's true. And that I could bless a whole lot of people through my day, but I just don't. Because, bottom line, I don't really want to. Because <laughs> my, my personality is, have to talk if I don't have to. (laughs) Believe it or not, it's true. And I have to sometimes go, 
Hey, who do you think you are? I heard a theory once. Someone said, oh, you know, you don't want to give people too many prophetic words because they might stay in immaturity. I heard someone preach it that I respected, and I, I talked to Cindy Jacobs about it, and I said, what do you think about that, Cindy? You know, we don't want to be prophesying over too many people and keeping them in immaturity. <laughs> and she just looked at me. She's fierce. She looked at me, and she said, Catherine, what do you think prophets do? She said, prophets prophesy. Prophesy. I went, okay. <laughs> but it's true. And that you could do, there are so many good things you could do if you would only give yourself to no longer living for yourself, yeah, so but for Him. Yeah, so if you'd only remember that your life now is not your own, it's been bought with a price. You could enter into the joy, the joy and the delight of being who you were created to be. That is a blessing everywhere you go. You can bless people by praying for them when they don't even know, hallelujah. You know, I think intercession is one of the most selfless things you can do, to intercede on behalf of, the, of others. I am deeply grateful to our intercessors. I just. When people tell me that they intercede for me, I, I, I don't know quite how to respond because I am so grateful for intercession, so grateful, because I know the effectiveness of faith-filled prayers. And I tell you, when we learn what it looks like to give ourselves to others uh, for the love of God through intercession, for other people, that is a glorious expression of being who you're called to be. Jesus himself is interceding continually for our triumph, as he is. So are we in this world. But it, it, it means you have to be willing to give. Give your time, give of yourself. And this giving, I tell you, give and it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. You give yourself in prayer for others. I tell you, God will pour out his love on you. I love that word of our happy intercessors because I tell you, the truth is, when you learn what it looks like to partner with God in praying for others, there is a joy and a richness and a, and a reward like you've never understood. It's so glorious and it's so beautiful. God continually affirms us. Oh, his affirmation is so rich that it's too much to handle. That's why we need supernatural help. His affirmations are he'll come and he'll tell you what you look like. You are so lovely. You are all together lovely. Read the Song of Songs. It's a picture of how the king speaks to his bride. He says, you're all together lovely. There's no flaw in you. I mean, that's pretty intense. He's an affirming God who loves to come and bring encouragement and strength and help. God wants us to be like him. That is, that we would deliberately go out of our way to encourage, to, infer, to affirm, hallelujah, 
people get so shocked. Because, my, my kids call me the compliment lady because I, yeah, I'll be in the, the bathroom, I'll be telling this lady, I love your dress, you look fabulous in this. Oh, I oh you've got the most beautiful eyes. And they'll be like, really? But you know what it does? It immediately opens their heart to get a look where I can look at them and love them and opens up the opportunity for a conversation where they can experience the love of Jesus. Hallelujah. A lot of people feel insecure about giving other people compliments because they themselves feel so love deficient or are so critical of themselves so it's not a natural thing for it to flow out. But if you're in the company of someone every day that you are believing is speaking life and encouragement and affirmation over you to the extent that you can't even handle it, you need supernatural strength to be able to handle what he's saying, then the natural overflow is that you will be an encourager. He's continually coming around us to encourage us, all the time. You get with God, you open the Bible, he's there. Nothing is impossible for those who believe. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, or imagine. Hallelujah. With long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. My love for you is so glorious. It's so intense. This is what he does. And when we know that about God and we open our hearts to receive it, that's what we'll be like to other people. It's not flattery because you're not, flattery is saying something to get something. Encouragement, compliments, edification is saying something so that the love of God will land on them yeah. and that they will be impacted and confronted by, whoa, that was really kind. That was really encouraging. It smells like heaven. God wants you to smell like heaven. And you know what? He wants you to smell like heaven with your children, with your spouse, with your workmates, with every person you go and have time with. Even when, I mean, it's so easy to take the ones closest to us for granted. It's so easy. Well, I, I mean, they have a joke. The Finnish ambassador told us a joke once. He said, I knew a man, a Finnish man, who loved his wife so much that he almost told her. <laughs> and all the Finns laugh. They go, ha, oh, because they know. <laughs> the, the Finns actually um, have the highest level of texting in the world because they don't really talk to each other very much. But my, I mean, the Finns openly joke about this. But my husband, praise the Lord, isn't bound by uh, Finnish culture. He's completely embraced um, um, heavenly culture and it's glorious to be around. Hallelujah, he'll go out of his way to, to take the time to encourage and to compliment people. But I tell you, the delight of God is that we wouldn't be bound by our culture or by, by what we think is going to be acceptable I remember once I just gave a compliment to somebody and they looked at me and they said, why would you say that? Nobody ever says something like that to me. And I was instantly be able to tell you, because you are beautiful, that's what God thinks about you. He really, he really likes you. 
His love for you is so intense and it, it, it just so shocked them. God's looking for us to be a people who'd willingly not just take, not just do it for strangers, but do it for our family on a constant basis. He, my husband, go, he goes out of his way just sometimes just to, to do kind things that he doesn't have to do just because he can. You know, we need to take the effort to deliberately, it begins at home. If you can be intentionally lavish with your kindness, your encouragement, your affirmation for the people that you think don't really need it, perhaps, they're all right, they know I love them. If instead you get over the top with kindness, encouragement, affirmation, what you'll start to do is build a culture that anytime someone comes into your home, they experience the atmosphere of heaven. I believe the Holy Spirit's wanting to provoke every one of us, not just to be good Christians when we're on the mission, but to be the fragrance, the aroma of heaven at home, in the kitchen, in the office, at the grocery store, when we're, when we're doing the routine and the mundane things with our family. God wants us to wake up and remember that we aren't defined by anything other than who he is. And then to take that glorious revelation and look at how can I apply this today with my spouse, with my children, with my friends, hallelujah. How can I be like him who loves me, who empowers me, who encourages me, who delights to lift up his countenance upon me? It's the picture, to lift up his countenance upon us is the picture of someone lifting up a child above their head. There's a story told um, it's, uh, that there were rabbis discussing this scripture back in the 15th century and they were discussing among themselves, how could God who is most high lift up his countenance upon anybody? And they're all like, oh yes, how could God who is most high how could that work? <laughs> Lift up his, that would be like he'd have to look up at them. How does that work? And they're having this theological discussion. And in the middle of the discussion, the door opens and one of the rabbi's two-year-old sons runs in. And instinctively, the rabbi just bends down and goes, oh, my son, my son. And all of a sudden, the rabbis went, oh, oh. That's what it means. He lifts up his face because he's lifting us up and saying, I want you to do greater things than me. I love you more than I love my own life. I love you, my son, my daughter. This God gives us all that we need to be like that to everyone we meet, hallelujah, to celebrate, to, to enjoy. So Father, I'm asking, Holy Spirit. <sighs> we give you full permission <laughs> to remind us continuously how to be fun to be with how to be a blessing 
to our spouse, to our children, to our neighbors, to our workplace, to our friends. This is the desire of Jesus, that you would be the aroma of Christ to those who are perishing. Not a religious annoyance, but a delightful fragrance. Hallelujah. That his heart would be that they would experience with one look, one glance of your eye, what you experience when you see his face shine on you. Father, give us grace. Give us grace, Lord, to remember continually, to draw on your love that we might be lovers in this world. In the name of Jesus, everybody said, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the heart of God is that every one of us would live in this place where he wants to gather us, hold us, help us, encourage us. It really is. It's just not fair by human standards. We don't deserve it. He just loves to give it. It's his, his idea of justice is that Jesus was punished so you could be embraced. That's who he is. He says, I, the Lord, love justice. And it's right after he says, for your former shame, pain, and disgrace, I'm gonna give you double recompense, double for your trouble. I, the Lord, love justice. His idea of justice is to bless you double for the trouble you brought on yourself. His idea of justice is that him who knew no sin would become sin so that you could become the righteousness of God and that you could be in the middle of the circle of love. That's his idea of justice. And he invites every one of us to receive the gift of eternal life that comes as we open our hearts and say, I need you as my savior. I need you as the one who forgives me and cleanses me. I need mercy. I can't become righteous. I can't get rid of my sin or my guilt or my shame. I need you to take all of my sin, all of my shame, all of my guilt, and I receive by faith the gift of your grace, the gift of your mercy, the gift of eternal life, the gift of forgiveness that can't be earned. But I choose to humble myself and receive by faith this glorious gift of redemption. It's a choice that the Lord desires every one of us to make. And when we make that choice, the Bible says, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father who's in heaven. It's a marriage where we go, I choose you. I choose you to be my Lord, to be my God. He made us free. That's why he put two trees in the garden. He didn't want people to have no choice. He wanted choice because choice means you're free. And in that freedom, he desires, he longs, he pleads with you to respond to him and receive the gift of mercy, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of eternal life by believing on the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son of himself that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Today, if you wanna say, I wanna make that choice to put my faith in the Son of God, 
to receive him as my Lord, to choose to receive the gift of eternal life, the gift of mercy, the gift of forgiveness. I wanna pray with you tonight before we pray for anybody else. Is there anyone here that says that's me? I'd love to pray for you. Just let me see your hand if that's you. Is there anyone here tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, I'm asking that if anyone's watching, Lord, who hasn't made that choice, Father, I I ask, Lord, right now that they would take some time to open their hearts and say, Lord, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe that he died and rose again. And right now, I believe that he offers me forgiveness and eternal life, and I choose to receive him as a savior. I thank you, I need forgiveness, I need salvation. Come into my life, make me new, that I might be like you, that I might be unafraid, unashamed, forgiven, and accepted, part of your family. In the name of Jesus, I encourage you to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.